Welcome to the Three Stooges Throwback. This is the show where I take a look at all 190 shorts made for Columbia Pictures by the classic comedy team, the Three Stooges. Mo Howard, Curly Howard, and Larry Fine. There were others, but right now, these are our Stooges. And I am your host, Gabriel Russo. Broadcasting from a secret guest location and not the lonely studio at the back of the house. So if things sound a little different, that's probably why. I'll be back in the studio for next episode, which hopefully will be recorded later this weekend. This time, we are focusing on the ninth of the 190 shorts. It is called Pardon My Scotch, and we'll get to it right after this. I'm looking in the camera. Where's the birdie? Yeah. Hey, Stooge fan. It's Curly G. Okay, so that was an ad for uh, Curly's grandson, Curly G. Brad Server apparently has a stage show. That was, it's only a week old, so I guess that video, pretty current. He kind of looks like Curly. He looks like a skinnier, you know, version of Curly. He looks like the, uh, the, I mean, he definitely resembles him. He sounds like him quite a bit in that little short. You know, if I was Curly's grandson, I think I'd be... Well, it wouldn't even have to be Curly. If I were someone famous as grandson, I would probably be milking that for all it was worth. Why wouldn't you? Good for him, for trying. Maybe it'll be funny. Maybe it can be a career path for, for this guy or add to some, you know, hopefully it will be lucrative. And maybe it'll put some eyeballs on the Three Stooges. And with that, like I said, welcome back to the Three Stooges throwback. This is episode number nine. We are focusing on Pardon My Scotch. That was filmed April 11th to the 15th, 1935. And it was released August 1st, 1935. This is four months after the end of Prohibition that this was filmed. So that's why, you know, they're focusing on the liquor, Pardon My Scotch. This is the first short to use the song Listen to the Mockingbird. 
You might know that as the Three Stooges theme song, which was later replaced by Three Blind Mice. But this one, Listen to the Mockingbird, was used from 1939. I mean, was used until 1939. was used from 1935 to uh, the last short it was used in was Three Little So-and-Sos in 1939. It's arranged by a man named Louis Silvers. So the title shows here with um, Nat Carr. I mean, you know, it says, uh, it says, pardon my scotch, with Nat Carr and James C. Morton. Directed by Del Lord, who directed more than 36 stewed shorts. Story and screenplay were by Andrew Benison, who was a writer and director. He died in 1942. So only a couple years after, well, seven years after this. But uh, this is the first title of a Stooges short. This is the first of several that have Pardon My something in the title. We've got Pardon My Clutch with Shemp in 1948. And we've got Pardon My Backfire also with Shemp in 1953. So like I said, Nat Carr was the, uh, gets, a, gets a credit in the title pay or in the title card here. Uh, he had an 18-year career. Did over 100 films, 100 plus films, mostly features from the silent era and into the talkies. There's not a whole lot available about him online. He played uh, Levi in The Jazz Singer. That is not the Neil Diamond version of The Jazz Singer. That's the Al Jolson 1927 version, which is the first talkie with synchronized sound. James C. Morton. Now, he will be recognizable to other Stooge fans out there. He did lots and lots of Stooge shorts. He looks kind of like um, Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes, Werner Klemperer, if you know that show, or you can look him up, or you could just look up James C. Morton. <laughs> he is recognizable from Disorder in the Court, which is this, the famous Stooge short, in the scene where Larry is um, playing his violin, and the bow slides across the head of James Morton, and takes his uh, toupee off. And Larry looks at it and says, Oh, it's a Rachela. And then he takes the gun from the bailiff and shoots it. And then pounds his chest like a gorilla. <laughs> so, this Mr. Morton, he also worked with Laurel and Hardy. He worked with all the big comedians from back then. He worked with Laurel and Hardy. He did Our Gang films. He worked with the Stooges, obviously, like I said, many, many times. And he worked with um, Charlie Chaplin in Modern Times. He also played TikTok. I thought this was kind of interesting. On the Los Angeles stage, he played TikTok in the TikTok Man of Oz. If you've ever seen Return to Oz, TikTok is in that, or at least a version of TikTok, as he's a mechanical, kind of a clockwork man from the Oz stories. This also stars Simona Boniface. Simona Boniface. She was in lots of Three Stooges shorts as well. Most memorably, probably, when the mice ran up her back in Termites of 1938. We haven't gotten to that one yet, but we certainly will. She's a familiar name, so much so that I thought when I read the name, I thought that that was a modern, like, there was a modern person named Simona Boniface, but apparently not. I just know her name from the Stooge. She's so familiar from Stooge shorts. She always plays, like, the matronly lady who is, you know, who's throwing the party. She's the hostess of the party that the Stooges, <laughs> you know, invariably ruin. <laughs> so 
So this one starts, and I'll tell you, it feels good to hear the uh, Stooges' traditional theme, quote-unquote. Starts with the boys. They are painters, apparently, or at least they are painting the door. They're painting the door, but the door is still in the jam, and they bring part of the wall. So I don't know exactly what they're doing. but And they don't play painters. Uh, they play carpenters. They certainly look like painters. So... And they don't do any carpentering, really, to speak of. They paint more than anything. They only put a little bit of paint on the door. But whatever their uh, jobs are in this one, it still, uh, you know, degenerates into chaos. So they're working in this office. And the man, they're working in this bar, apparently. And the man gets a call from his supplier. Basically, there's no liquor. The, 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 the liquor's not going to come in, The you know. And the guy says, man, I, I, I mean, I've got to have that liquor. So he leaves, and uh, this is the shop owner. He leaves, and he leaves the Stooges in charge. Say, hey, boys, you know, if you don't mind, I'll uh, I'll be back. But there's a little funny little bit where Mo calls Curly Grapehead, which I think he's done that before in one of the other ones. Just kind of funny. There's a little bit with Mo is standing on this table. Curly is going to saw the table in half. So he gets this power saw. From 1935, obviously, a power saw. And it is this big, bulky thing. I didn't, I was unaware they had power tools in 1935. I know they had electricity and all that, obviously, but I didn't realize, it just never occurred to me that they had power tools. And this thing, it looks basically just like a power saw of today. It's got the little safety thing on the bottom that slides up when you hit, you know, it's just bigger and bulkier. I don't know if I'd have wanted to use that thing. And so, anyway, they cut the table in half that Mo is standing on, and uh, Mo falls, and he falls hard. You can actually see him, I mean, you can actually see how hard he hits the ground or hits the table when it falls. And uh, there was a thing on Wikipedia in that fall, Mo broke three ribs. He manages to roll over, stand up, and give the boys, give Larry and Curly a double slap before he faints. Now, we don't see the faint, obviously, in the finished short, but you can, they, they cut it right there. You can see he's not doing well. You can see he's in pain, and I mean, when he falls, you can really tell if, you're, if you watch it. It's like, oh boy, he hit hard. So then the door falls on Mo that they're trying to paint. The boys, instead of just picking the door up off of him, they get the power saw, and they're going to cut a circle around him to, to carry him out because the door is locked in its, in its jam. And so they get the power saw. They cut a circle or an oval or a shape around Mo, who the kid also cuts through the floor. So Mo falls, you know, a couple of floors down to the sub, you know, into the basement or the, the floors below. So we get a guy come into the bar. He's been sent by the distributor guy to appease the owner. The owner is gone. He's going to, to look for the distributor. So he tells the Stooges that he wants a pick-me-up. He's depressed because the owner's not there. And the Stooges say, oh, what's wrong? And he says, oh, I'm just, I'm feeling low, you know. How about a pick-me-up? And so they start trying to make him an ice cream because I guess it's a, it's a chemist or it's a, because it's not a liquor store necessarily. I guess it's just a general store where they happen to sell liquor because there's an ice cream shop and there's a chemist and a bunch of bunch of stuff in it. So it's like a drugstore. He says, no, no, the prescription stuff. And he means the liquor. Curly says, oh, he wants a Derek. Which I wondered, I didn't get that joke. I, I was 
curious. I wonder if a derrick means a pick-me-up for some reason or something like that from back then. I looked and I didn't see anything. So just kind of odd. So uh, some of the, you know, a joke that time has left behind. The boys run into the back to mix it up. Like I said, it looks like a chemist. The reason I used use that was because in the back there's all kinds of beakers and Bunsen burners and all kinds of stuff. So Curly says, ah, here, use this. And Mo says, what is it? And Curly says, I don't know, but it smells good. And so they all start dumping stuff into the, uh, you know, they're all taking turns pouring various things into this beaker or glass pitcher, rather. And so it starts bubbling and smoking. There's a funny little bit with Mo. It bubbles and spits and he kind of backs up. They all back up, but Mo backs up and puts his hands out and says, now wait a minute, to the beaker, which is sort of funny. He's reasoning with it. Curly grabs some antacids off the shelf and gives them to Mo. Here, put these in, you know. And so they dump some antacids in it and it pops like sort of pop rocks almost. Like So they back up now again and they jump back and Mo says, oh, come on now, which I thought was kind of funny. He's, you know, just their reactions to this inanimate glass. They have to sneak up on it. So they finally get up there and he says, we better shake it up. Out comes the rubber boot. Now they've used the rubber boot to mix something uh, or as a mixing thing previously. I think this is the kind of, this is one of the ones that I really remember that segment from mixing the liquor in a rubber boot. I don't remember what they mix in the one before, but we're only on short nine, so it shouldn't be too hard to figure it out. So Larry says they have to strain it before they pour it back in the bucket or back in the glass. And so he gets a chair with one of those wicker kind of rattan seats or whatever, and they pour it through there. That's the, the way they sieve it or strain it. They're very proud at the end there when it's, you know, it pours into the glass. But then Mo picks up the chair and it's got a big hole eaten right through it. So he says, we better check it. So they get a thermometer. They put this thermometer down in this concoction. And the thermometer just goes up and up and up and up till it pops. Mo says, well, it's ripe. And so I thought that was funny. Mo says, this ought to pick him up. And Curly says, yeah, and lay him down too. Which is good. I like their little wordplay. I always have. They're not like, I say this every episode, I think. But they're not as wordplay known as the Marx Brothers or some of these other quick patter of the time. But I think that's overlooked a lot in the Stooges because it was so physical and their their patter and their some of their throwaway lines are just are just overlooked. So they give the guy a drink and he toasts them, says toodaloo, and down the hatch. So Mo says over the river. Curly says, skip the gutter. And Larry says, Verderhargat, which it's, it, you can't hardly catch it, what he says. But then when you look to see what it says, that's Yiddish for drop dead, which made me laugh. But then it also got me thinking, like, who's this joke for? You know, it's I mean, how many people are speaking Yiddish? It's one percent of the population. Anyway, it's just funny. It, it's so fast that you wouldn't catch it. Anyhow, they both look at him. Mo and Curly both look at him like he said something weird. And so, you know, he said something, something, but you wouldn't know that. It's Yiddish. So anyway, the guy loves the scotch that they've made, which is what they call it. So he has a deal for the boys, and he says, we'll be rich. We'll make thousands. Larry says, maybe we should humor him. And Curly says, I'll marry him if there's enough dough in it. So this guy calls his boss. He tells him, I found three scotch distillers, and they're looking for a distributor. 
So the guy he's speaking to on his on the phone, the boss, says, uh, well, bring him to the house party. We're having a big formal to-do at our at our mansion. So he gets off the phone and he comes back to the boys and he gives them the toast. He says, as he picks up his drink, he says, Ver Hargit, back to them. And uh, and then takes a drink. And then the boys chug theirs and they're, you know, they're speechless and their hats all fly off their heads, you know. So then we're at the party and it is dark out. It's a nighttime party. But the wife has just disclosed that the boss has gone to see his banker about having the money there for when the three scotch distillers show up. He's going to have the cash right there for them. So that's the way business works, I guess. It is a fancy tuxedo party, of course, because that's all. It's the only thing the Stooges get invited to. <laughs> so they cue the bagpipes. Everybody looks around and the scotch gentlemen, not the Scottish or Scots, gentlemen the scotch gentlemen <laughs> come in uh they basically fall through the door and their outfits are ridiculous they just <laughs> look funny larry comes in first and he's got basically a floor length fur kilt <laughs> and misfitting ill-fitting everything else mo seemed to have like the most put together outfit although he is wearing it pulled way up to <laughs> just under his nipples and then Curly is in the first miniskirt ever worn, it looks like. He's got his kilt pulled way up. You see his, you know, his little knobby knees. And then he's got those sock things that keep your socks pulled up that go around your calf. And so it's just ridiculous. Look, uh, It is very funny, though. It makes for a very funny visual. So the, a real Scott, and they just fall all over themselves. Hoot, 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 mon, hoot. Yeah, so <laughs> a real Scott. Comes walking over, and he's a really thick brogue. He says, are you from Loch Lomond? Well, first they can't understand what he's saying, and they look at each other like, what? And then he says, are you from Loch Lomond by chance? And Curly says, no, we're from Loch Jaw. <laughs> yuck, yuck. So entertainment is called, and it is the famous baritone singer. The Stooges go and sit down, and you can tell from their faces that they just immediately hate this guy. <laughs> And so he starts singing. He's not very good. He's supposed to be, you know, a world-renowned opera singer, but he just doesn't sound really great. Mo grabs a thing of grapes from the center and flicks one. He's shooting them like marbles. He flicks one at the guy. It goes right in his mouth. He starts singing. He, you know, he swallows it and looks around. He starts again. Larry says, it's my turn. He, boink, he shoots a grape like a marble. Goes right in the guy's mouth. He stops singing again. He's choking. And Curly says, he starts singing again. And Curly says, well, I can still hear him. <laughs> so he's singing just a little factoid. came to me when he's singing. He's singing that. Santa Lucia, Santa Lucia. And he's singing, um, that's the same song that Jerry in Tom and Jerry sings as he is driving the gondola, punting the gondola along, pulling the gondola. I'm in one of those old Tom and Jerry cartoons, and he sings. Santa Lucia. I believe that's one of the ones that is directed by Chuck Jones, but I'm not sure. So, But I did recognize the song. Made a, uh, it made an impact on me when I saw that cartoon <laughs> years ago. So Curly grabs a banana. He's done with the grapes. He says, no grapes. So he grabs a banana. He's holding it like a pistol, and he squeezes it, 
and uh, it flies across the room into the singer's mouth, where he bites half of it off and eats it. He gets mad, furious, and he calls the boys pigs, wherein they get furious. Nobody calls me pig. Nobody talks to me like that, even though they started it throwing fruit across the room at this fancy party. So Mo says, nobody can talk to me like that, and he picks up a pineapple and chucks it across the room as the guy's walking out. <laughs> this pineapple is obviously on a string, and they're going to pull it across, but it it like dips down and then it gets pulled back up and it's like the craziest curveball or slider or something ever. Mo nails a guy with a pineapple and uh, off camera. And so now there's no entertainment and the lady of the house is upset. Curly says, well, why don't you have a dance? You know, she kind of takes it the wrong way and says, oh, they're going to do a dance. So she says, our, our three guests are going to do a native dance and Mo, Larry, and Curly all kind of look around at who she's talking to. <laughs> Curly says to Mo, kind of real quiet, like he says, I'm not taking my clothes off for anybody. <laughs> it's a native dance. Uh, so they want him to do a Highland Fling. Mo says, we're not good at the Highland Fling, but our low-down shim is good. Nobody has any idea what that is. Curly has some good business when they're talking, when Mo and the lady are talking, he just looks confused and back and forth and back and forth and so helpless. He's just, he's so good at that. Curly was great. He didn't even have to say anything to, or do all the nyuck, nyuck, nyuck and the silliness, the stuff that he's, you know, known for. It could be really way more subtle than, I think anyway, and be funny being way more subtle than slapping his face and rolling around the Curly shuffle and all that type of stuff, which I love, but you know, so Curly says he says to the lady that the lowland shim is the same as a fan dance, but in kilts, and then just does this weird little dance in front of her. So they do it. So they they call for the band to come out, and they do this ridiculous dance where <laughs> I'm sure you can picture it if you've seen the Stooges ever dance before. Mo keeps calling to the band to play fast, a little bit faster, a little bit faster, and Larry keeps saying a little bit slower, a little bit slower. So their dance is a hit, and everyone claps, and the Stooges walk off out of the living room. And everyone's, everyone claps. It was a hit. It's unbelievable. So she said, the butler walks in. Supper is served. Please come in the room. They open the doors, and there are the boys already slurping down soup. <laughs> and all the, all the guests walk in. Larry has some good business at the table, eating the flowers. He's looking for something to eat, and he grabs a flower, and he sniffs it. And it smells good. He takes a big bite. He offers it to the lady next to him. Then he takes another, he puts it on his plate and he takes another flower and he gets some scissors out of his out of his pocket and he trims them off. He takes, just cuts a little bit, you know. <laughs> the whole time Mo is watching him apparently like, what are you doing? So, and of course he hits him with the plate. There's a little curly bit where he is doing the famous Charlie Chaplin thing with forks, sticking a fork in the roll, in the dinner rolls and then dancing them and having them kick you know, kick their feet like they're doing the can-can or a little dance. And the lady next to Curly is really, she's yucking it up. She likes that. Mo makes him stop, so Curly moves away from Mo and uh, makes himself a sandwich. And he goes to bite it, but it wouldn't, every time he puts it close to his mouth, the bread opens like it's, like it's alive. So Curly has this big fight with a sandwich. And although there's nothing alive in the sandwich, it's different from the clam that's spitting at him when he's eating the soup in that one. Because this is, this is just a, like a sandwich that he made. And so he fights it and punches it on the table and he looks at the lady next to him and he says, It bit me, but I got him. 
<laughs> I thought it was pretty good. So the homeowner comes home and uh, he wants to try the scotch, which they've called the breath of Heather. He, a sight unseen, untried, everything. The, 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 the owner, the homeowner, he knows that the breath of Heather is going to save their company and save their house and keep them rich because it's the only place that they can fill their liquor orders from. <laughs> so, okay. So anyway, the boys, the Stooges run out and they bring a barrel of their breath of Heather in to tap it. They've got a tap and a big hammer. And they set it up on the counter where it rumbles like thunder. Everybody backs away and looks at it. <laughs> they hit it on the top to tap it. And it starts foaming everywhere. And it's a geyser from the top of the thing. It's just shooting beer everywhere. It looks like beer. It's not beer. It's shooting foam everywhere from their keg of scotch. <laughs> and so they get to... They go to tap it again. And kaboom! It explodes all over the place. The room is full of suds. Three figures stand up out of the suds just covered in, you know, sudsy goo and start slapping each other. Well, start slapping each other. The one in the middle starts slapping the other two. The Stooges obviously standing up out of the suds. Mo slaps each of the other two. And that is the end. <laughs> uh, this is a great one. This is a really funny one as well. In listening back to number eight from the last episode or the last episode of Three Stooges Throwback. Uncivil Warriors was number eight, and uh, this is number nine. Like I said, I had said that that one was the funniest. I think that one's still overall more funny, but Pardon My Scotch definitely had its moments and had uh, some classic stooge bits in it that we're going to see over and over again. We tend to see a lot of the same bits over and over again. As a matter of fact, speaking of that, the, the bit where Mo falls and breaks his ribs they reuse that whole scene from the beginning from the very beginning of this short until mo falls down the store uh where they cut the hole around him and he falls through the floor they reuse that in 1943 for the short dizzy detectives it's kind of noticeable because if you watch the beginning part that's been reused curly is very slim for curly in 1935 by the time it's been reused in 1943 when they get to the, the stuff that hasn't been reused, the original stuff for the 43 short, Dizzy Detectives, you can see the, the chain. You can see the difference. That Curly's a, a, a good bit heavier. I don't think Curly's ever as fat as they make him out to be, especially looking at it from this day and age. But anyway, that was Pardon My Scotch. I'm going to say that that was the second... I mean, I'm not trying to rank them all, but I am sort of trying to kind of rank them. And I would say that right now... The funniest stooge short up till 1935 was number eight, Uncivil Warriors, followed by number nine, Pardon My Scotch. That's going to do it for this episode. I thank you for listening. We've gone about 30 minutes, which the short is only 18. <laughs> so um, join me next time. I have been your host, Gabriel Russo. Please go ahead and listen to The Sister Show. It's all on the same feed, so if you've got this, you're getting that. So that is Hollywood Scandals of Yesteryear, Hollywood Profiles of Yesteryear. I don't know what the hell it's called. So the next episode of that will be recorded in another day or two. And that's going to do it. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.